Welcome to the 90 Minutes Fitness Podcast, a podcast all about soccer-specific fitness, from training and gym work to nutrition and mindset, all in an easy-to-understand format. With a brand new episode every Monday featuring guests from the world of soccer and tips and advice on how to take your game to the next level, you're guaranteed to leave increased motivation and practical steps on how to succeed in the soccer world. Here's this week's episode with me, your host, Aidan Kern. In this week's episode, I was joined by professional footballer Henrik Rugitnik. This is a truly valuable episode for anyone interested in or considering turning to a vegan diet. We discussed when and why Henrik became vegan, the changes he noticed, the challenges he encountered, and what types of foods he eats as a vegan footballer. Henrik also shares how he meets his calorie and macronutrient requirements, especially how he consumes enough protein for performance. He also gives his advice for anyone considering a vegan diet. This was a wonderfully balanced and no-nonsense podcast and I know it's going to be of interest to many of you out there. I hope you enjoyed the podcast with me your host Aidan Curran. Henrik thanks a lot for taking the time to come on the podcast I really appreciate it. Yeah no I'm always always happy to be on here. Yeah it's great to get John again because just for for anyone who's been following the podcast you were on episode nine just to share your story about trialing um, with different teams 15 different professional trials before signing first uh, professional uh, contract so for anyone who hasn't listened to that definitely give it a listen I know you have a YouTube video um, as well so just make sure to uh, check that out as well um, but today Henrik I just want to get you on because um, obviously unless unless um, you know someone hasn't been active on social media or ha- hasn't been aware of it the veganism has really increased over the last few months and years and I know as a, a professional footballer you are vegan um so that is the reason that i just wanted to get you on just to share your experiences with it um just the benefits that you find um being vegan and being a professional footballer um because i know just through your instagram as well it was uh you had a fantastic post up a couple of weeks ago just detailing your diet so i felt that that was something um that needed to be shared um so henrik when did you uh first become vegan yeah so it was back not this past Christmas, but Christmas before, so 2019 Christmas, basically. But a couple of months before I was in England, I was still, you know, on trials and stuff. And that was when that uh, documentary on Netflix, the super popular one called Game Changers, came out. And I think that great grabbed, like, everybody's attention just because they're super kind of out there in terms of, like, promoting veganism and all that. And, of course, it was a bit biased in terms of, you know, pushing its narrative like any, you know, documentary is at the end of the day. But it, it really, you know got the gears turning for me honestly and I was just because I've way back growing up I was diagnosed with celiac disease so gluten-free having to eat gluten-free and so I've been like I think it's around 11 years now and so I'd already kind of had that hurdle of figuring out a new diet to go go about and stuff and it really it's grown a lot in terms of in the you know social aspect of like restaurants and getting everything being gluten-free because back in the day I would go to restaurants they wouldn't know what gluten-free was like it was so like traveling back in the day with sports teams growing up like i would have to you know go to the mcdonald's and get a salad <laughs> and everybody be like looking at you like what the hell are you eating man and and so that was my kind of first uh you know getting into kind of a new diet and so when this whole game changers came out i was watch it you know was interested in it a lot of the athletic benefits as well as just overall benefits that, you know, it was showing. And so I started looking into it a bit more. And so over the next few months, I was like October. And so over the next few months up until Christmas, 
I said, I'll, I'll eat a vegan meal like once a day and then boost it up a little more just to see if I can kind of maintain this, you know, make it, if it's realistic for me, you know, being, you know, traveling around or like make my own meals and stuff. Cause I'm always, you know, cooking my own meals and all that. So, and I just did that gradually. And I think that's a huge thing to do, not just go full on straight up vegan. Okay. I'm going to be vegan for the, you know, cause a lot of people just don't understand what, what they need to put into it to, you know, make things taste good or hit all your macros if you're tracking macros and all that. And so it was really just, those two months working up to it, it, it kind of aligned with me. It worked well. Like I was finding pretty, you know, good recipes, all that kind of stuff. And then, so I ended up going fully vegan like the day after Christmas. Cause I, I wasn't about to skimp out of my last uh, Swedish Christmas meal. Cause Christmas meals were like Swedish Christmas meals are my, my favorite meal of the year. So I was like, okay, I'll give this last one and then I'll go fully vegan the next, the day after. And so that's what I did. And I've, now been vegan for like a year and a half now or just over a year and i've yeah haven't looked back since really <laughs> yeah it's um it's something i've explored as well um like i was mentioning to you earlier um i wouldn't be fully vegan but certainly in the last couple of years uh, me and my wife did go more plant-based um just mm-hmm. due to me and my joints i suffer from a lot of joint problems so just in an attempt to decrease the inflammation in my joints mm-hmm. we just started introducing more plant-based uh meals and just having days where we would just be more plant-based um but certainly i wouldn't be fully vegan i don't know at this point could i ever go fully vegan it would be something that i would like to try in the future but it's interesting to hear that again you just kind of slowly integrate it wasn't a case you woke up one morning you're like oh that's it fully vegan mm-hmm. yeah. and i think that's important as well because you do need to introduce it slowly um into your lifestyle is a lifestyle change and i think if you mm-hmm. introduce it too quickly and if you don't um, do the research on it, and even the in terms of you mentioned cooking as well, you can cook absolutely fantastically um, mm-hmm. being vegan. And there's some very, very you know, tasty things. It's not as if you have to eat blandly uh, just because you're vegan. Um, so yeah. I think that's interesting to hear as well. And I think that's important to do the research on it and give yourself time to experiment with different recipes and different things that, that you like as well. Um, so just when you went vegan then, so just even if you take it back to when you just started introducing uh, certain plant-based meals, did you notice an immediate difference or was it just over time that you noticed the change? Yeah. So like I would say, yeah, when I first started implementing it, you know, here and there, I wouldn't say I noticed because like before I was eating like super clean, regardless, I wasn't really eating red meat anyways. The only thing I would do is like chicken and eggs, you know, but I was already kind of cutting out dairy milk because I didn't really like I. I just enjoyed, you know, almond milk, cashew milk, all that kind of stuff just worked for me. It was lighter for me kind of thing. I didn't feel as, so cutting out those things early on, it kind of just gave me, yeah, I felt a little lighter in terms of just not so like lethargic or whatever after meals or all that kind of stuff. But it was like over that kind of transition period, I wouldn't say I really noticed too much of a difference because I was just, you know, tossing in here and there, but it was more when I went fully vegan, the only thing the first month. I would say of the fully vegan because when you're not on a vegan diet your fiber intake is usually relatively low like or you know the the normal amount you need like 15 20 30 grams of fiber a day but when i when you go fully vegan more more often than not your fiber intake nearly doubles at least like so I, i'm taking in like 60 70 80 grams of fiber a day normally on my vegan diet right now and so that kind of change for me, it, it took like a month for like my, you know, stomach to really get used to that. Cause I would, it was just like, 
I would feel a bit bloated, like all that kind of stuff, just because of the huge fiber intake. And I didn't realize that, that like that was one thing I didn't, you know, research enough in terms of going into it. So when you're fully going into the vegan diet, I would say you want to kind of try and limit the fiber just enough and slowly build that up. It's just because it's such a huge change for your stomach and, you know, diet, like um, digestion, all that kind of stuff. Cause fiber is just, yeah, keeps you, you know, holds you up kind of thing. And so it's one of those where that was my biggest difference of like negative, I would say almost, cause it took me a bit, but once I, once, you know, my body, body got used to that, then yeah, I'd say like the whole recovery period seemed, you know, fast, like quicker kind of thing. And as well, as well as just, I, I felt just more energetic overall, like waking up or wake up a little more energy, all that, you know, the kind of typical stuff that they do say, but it, I, like for me, it was kind of proof in the pudding really. So it was just like something I was just like, I saw the kind of benefits as I went through it. And so I was just like, okay, I'm, I'm just going to keep going really. Because I originally did it just to kind of test it out to see if I could see those benefits. And so I started seeing those benefits. And I was like, the the whole preparation was pretty easy. So I was just like, yeah, I'm, there's no real reason for me to stop. And I haven't really found that reason to stop until now. Like, I still don't have that reason to stop. So I'm just keeping going, really. And in terms of body composition, did you notice any uh, immediate benefits or even in the long term? What benefits did you notice? Yeah, so like I mean, that's that's probably the pinnacle of the whole veganism of with athletes and stuff. Everybody's like, you can't build muscle on a vegan diet. You can't maintain muscle. You're gonna lose weight. You're gonna, you know, you're not getting enough protein. And it doesn't matter what diet you're on, as long as you're hitting your macros and micronutrients. But more, more, you know, usual is your macronutrients. You're gonna be able to do whatever you want in terms of diet or build muscle or gain weight, like anything like that. So. When I originally did it, I was tracking my meals every day for like the first few months and just to kind of make sure I was doing it, you know, what I needed to do to maintain my muscle or as, as well as put on a bit of muscle. And so throughout that period, I, I saw what I needed to see really, like everything I was expecting to happen was happening just because I was actually paying attention to what I was eating, you know, I had the food scale, measuring out my meals, all that kind of stuff, just because it was easy as I was only cooking, I was by myself, I was cooking my own meals. So it was something that was just a, a no-brainer for me and I, I saw you know the benefits I needed to see really I, my, my body was maintaining what I wanted to do and if not you know benefiting from it. Yeah I think it's a big misconception um, just about vegan diets that you're going to become weaker and uh, mm. you know skinnier um, but I think it comes down to if you're still meeting those requirements so for example with the protein requirements no matter what way you're you are meeting those i think you'll still get benefits because i know there's been quite a few studies done um just comparing uh strength levels with uh, meat eaters and obviously non-meat eaters um and the levels haven't changed it's not as if uh, those who are on a vegan diet strength has decreased um just as long as those requirements were met in in some sort of way um obviously the one thing that might come into it is with uh, the protein sources um meats can often be a, a complete protein sources so they contain all the essential amino acids whereas sometimes on a vegan diet um you might need to supplement um with certain with certain things have you noticed that at all or have you find that through your varied diet that you have been meeting those those micronutrient requirements yeah so uh, yeah that's obviously uh like a, a scientific fact in terms of with with meat and that's what you know the meat eating community or whatever you want to call it kind of thing that's what they default to just because yeah eating meat you get the easy like you know 
one piece on on your plate and you got your baseline of amino acids but within a vegan diet with meat like i i i'll basically eat, eat the rainbow kind of thing in terms of the, throughout the day and you know through my protein sources and stuff and so by doing that i'm i'm hitting all my micronutrients like i'm and getting all my you know amino acids different you know the the baseline of what i need kind of thing through my tracking i can see that i am hitting everything basically and so but for me like my protein sources are like five to ten throughout the day rather than oh you've had you had chicken beef and eggs or something you know throughout the day and so for me uh, i'm eating beans legumes like throughout every meal basically breakfast I, I do supplement with protein powder like vegan protein powder just because that's easy for like a protein shake after i work out as well as i toss protein in my oats in the morning just because that oats like that's that's literally been my breakfast for 99 percent of my meals basically of like for my breakfast since i've been vegan and even before i was vegan it was just like a that was my first meal that i went fully vegan just because that was my it was perfect for me really as oats are you know just a huge staple for getting your day started really and but in terms of other protein sources like i think it's called tvp so textured vegetable protein which i i know a lot like the vast majority of people have no idea about but it's basically just dried soy protein basically and it's usually comes in like a mince package or like like nuggets kind of thing like chicken pieces kind of thing and so you just have to rehydrate it and then talk like I toss it in like my carbonara. If I make like a vegan carbonara, it's got like little kind of chicken pieces. And and that per 100 grams is 52 grams of protein. And compare that to like 100 grams of chicken breast, 100 grams is like 31 grams of protein. So it's nearly double what you're getting from a chicken breast in terms of protein. And so that's that's another like easy that I get in as well as tofu. I'm eating a lot of tofu. Um beans peas like as in terms of vegetables peas have really good like protein for vegetables per 100 grams it's like six seven grams of protein mushrooms are really good per 100 grams is about like 10 grams of protein and so just by t like having a plethora of different things in my meals that i toss in all the time it's it's pretty well easy for me to hit my targets throughout the day really I think it's just important really to do that research, isn't it? Um, like you, you know, you had to do your research on that. What were the the protein alternatives as a vegan, which were the best sources to use? And I think that's the important thing to realize because I think it's so easy to just go for a piece of meat to meet your protein requirements. It's so easy just go for that piece of chicken or steak and you know you're getting everything yeah. in it. I think, um, I'm sure you might agree, just with the vegan diet, it does require a little bit more uh, thought and research and thinking yeah. about exactly uh, what you're eating to, so that you make sure that you do meet those requirements. Um, so I know in the football world now, there's so many uh, vegan footballers and that's increasing uh, day upon day. Um, I suppose one of the the most most vocal ones about it, I suppose Hector Bellerin of, of Arsenal. Mm. Um, he's yeah, been yeah. quite vocal about the benefits of the diet for him even down to the point that he said he didn't even need to strap his ankles anymore um, due to mm. the decreased inflammation and things like that. So the benefits are definitely there. Um, I think that it is something that needs to be managed properly. And I think from a, a professional footballer point of view, I suppose they are quite fortunate now that clubs have adapted to that. Mm. So they have on-site chefs that are able to cater for that. So it makes that a little bit easier if they just let the club know that... Um, mm obviously they have gone vegan and they require vegan meals instead um but for just 
anyone that might just decide to go vegan by themselves or footballers who aren't at those top top clubs who have you know shit personal chefs and things like that um what advice would you have just in terms of your shopping list so is there things that you would avoid or is there things that you would um you know advise to get or what would be your thoughts on that yeah i mean yeah like uh, there's there's no 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 line in terms of within a vegan diet like you have to be prepared like if if you're going to the fridge and thinking okay what can i cook now like you've already lost a battle like if i do that like you're just gonna want to oh let me let me grab a prepackaged like snack or something like that but i I don't really buy those anyways just so i don't have that option regardless but i do a lot of meal prep so if i'm i cook like two two or three meals for like my dinners like i'm super i'm not picky at all in terms of like re like eating the same meals kind of thing so i so i do i venture out but at the same time i I cook a lot of same meals like carbonaras or chilies or you know that or curries all that kind of stuff but in terms of like yeah there's also the whole kind of beyond meat and impossible burger all that kind of stuff that's been brought to light kind of thing and like I, i eat those here and there just as a you know different different uh taste or different like you know setup kind of thing just because yeah, it's, it's a process thing. Like you, I wouldn't recommend, like it's not great macros in terms of like, it's pretty high calorically for what you're getting, but at the same time, it's an easy thing. So if you're, if you're kind of getting into it, you might want to use those every once in a while just to kind of make things easy for you. But in terms of like grocery lists and stuff, like it's, it's more of, yeah, doing your research kind of thing, figuring out, just try out a few recipes here and there, toss a dinner every once in a while or get that going. And then, you know, it's more of just like using a lot of different ingredients. That's the only kind of thing I think people might struggle with, with vegan is you have a lot of, you, you like the average meal kind of thing is like 20 ingredients instead of 10 ingredients, but it's those extra little things that just make it so much better. Like the spices or the, you know, like nutritional yeast is a huge one for like the kind of umami cheesy flavor. And that actually has good protein, good B12 in it. And so that's like a good little, like I, I toss it in like basically everything I, you know, in dinners, lunches kind of thing, any kind of stir fry. And so throughout, like with the groceries, just, just widen your horizon in terms of what you're buying and all that kind of stuff with different veg, different, you know, fruits, veg, all that kind of stuff. So, but that's one thing that's more down to preference in terms of what you like to eat. And that, like, there's no, there's no reason you can't eat what you like to eat. Like you, you can make, I can make any kind of meal vegan if i really want to like i can make you know so it's at the end of the day it's more of just like being prepared to put the different ingredients to make what you like to eat and at the end of the day if you if you like what you want to eat then you'll be fine on a vegan diet as long as you put that preparation into it yeah i think that's the key isn't it because there's so many vegan alternatives out there now mm-hmm. so even if you because i know for myself when i tried to introduce more plant-based meals if you there's so many resources out there online if you just mm-hmm. search for like a was say some sort of chicken curry alternative for mm. example there will be examples that you can yeah, use yeah. to make them vegan uh, vegan mm. so there's so many resources out there now and so many different recipes that you can get yeah. and it's not a case if you have to guess what ingredients go into it because no, yeah, yeah. the, the ingredients be listed and you have everything there it's just a case of making it. And i think that's how i started really as well no, yeah, introducing yeah. it just looking thinking about what i was eating at that time and then how could mm-hmm. i make that more plant-based um and that was yeah. that was how i started and then just i know there's going to be the argument as well that 
being vegan is more expensive um, in terms of the foods that you need to buy, um, especially being myself based in the US, it is quite expensive to, to eat fresh yeah. foods and organically and things like that. So what would be your mm-hmm. thoughts on that? Or have you found ways to make it a little bit cheaper? That, that's the one crazy thing, though, because I when I fully went vegan, I was cooking by myself, buying all my, all my own groceries. And, and I'd already been doing that when I wasn't on a vegan diet. And I, like, honest truth, I was, it was cheaper for me eating vegan. That might've been because where I was at, then I was in, I was in Austria at the time, but at the same time, it's, it, it's more of like, I, I don't really go for the, you know, organic fruit and veg. Cause at the end of the day, I'm eating so much fruit and veg that I'm getting like organic, like, let's be real organic fruits and veg really aren't giving you the boost that you like or the crazy benefits that the price is really you know expecting kind of thing so i really uh, like i you know if it's on sale whatever i'll grab some some organic stuff but at the same at the same time because i'm hitting so many different fruit veg you know carbs all the kind of throughout the day i I don't bother with that but at the same time like you know a piece of meat or all that kind of stuff is, is pretty expensive so that's where i think is quite cheaper for me in terms of being a vegan diet like tvp is super like i think it's like six or seven bucks here in canada for like a 500 gram bag and i you know i'm doing 50 60 gram servings so that's like 10 10 servings right there of literally like 40 grams of protein person that's like 400 500 grams of protein in that whole bag kind of thing and so if you compare that to what you're buying in meat in terms of like the kind of same amount of protein like you're getting way way cheaper for what you're buying basically but in terms of like veg like i get you know frozen peas around real for you you can get a lot for you know cheap and it's a good protein source good you know good micronutrients as well and so but at the end of the day i've for me it's it's been cheaper for me and within vegan diet and i think if you're diligent like and not just buying all the prepackaged like oh vegan sausages or vegan you know hamburger and stuff and for me it's kind of easy to avoid those just because a lot of it isn't gluten-free because they put you know wheat in it just to kind of hold it together thicken it up so i don't really have that many options within the prepackaged world other than just kind of like the impossible meat or that like that's usually gluten-free but i would say the easiest way to be kind of cheap about it is you know you get your your beans your your canned tomatoes all that kind of like that's like 60, 70 cents per like, you know, proper can, like, you, and you can do so much with that kind of stuff. And so for me, that's not even really a, a question at the, at the end of the day in terms of it being cheaper. Like it's just, you, you just have to do a bit, like a little bit of research and you'll be able to bring your grocery bill down way, way, way more than when you're eating fully non, non-vegan, I guess, if you want to call it. It's really interesting to hear because I think it, you you kind of touched on a point there about the, the vegan alternatives, so the, the vegan sausages and things like that, and they are quite expensive um, yeah, yeah. compared to the other ones. But you don't you don't necessarily need to go for them. No, yeah. um, you can get it from, like you said, a lot of canned goods, you know, kidney yeah. beans, all that sort of thing. Yeah, dried invested. lentils, all that kind of stuff. Exactly, yeah. and, and, and frozen. Yeah. Mm-hmm. At the end of the day, like I eat maybe one or two meals a week with the kind of pre you know pre made like impossible stuff, but but like mo- the majority of meals are are made up of yeah canned goods like canned beans, canned tomatoes, um, like mushroom like fresh mushrooms, bell peppers like those are all you can you can grab those for pretty cheap as well as you know dried lentils you know all that it's potatoes like your your carbs are cheap you know rice so, you know so it's at the end of the day, the majority of our meals are, are 
pretty well, like pretty well cheap, like maybe two or three bucks a meal if you're really breaking it down to how much you're using. Yeah, that's but, that, yeah. that's exactly it. So again, you're touching the carbs there, you know, like uh, rice, oats, they're yeah. so mm-hmm. cheap to buy in bulk. Yeah, you can get them in bulk. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. exactly. And you just, add, you know, you add some, like you said, some of the some of the canned goods to that, mm-hmm. and and some some and then, spices, yeah, spices as well. Yeah, yeah. yeah mm-hmm. That's because that's that's what I got into as well. Just experimenting with spices mm-hmm. and things like that, rather yeah. than just buying the. It's so easy to buy the jar of of sauce mm-hmm. and things like that, but mm-hmm. you don't know yeah, what's yeah. gone into, yeah. and there's so much sugar, yeah. and it's mm-hmm. so so much better just to 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 use the spices. And I found yeah. it far more enjoyable and tastier mm-hmm. when you use it yourself, because again, you can add how much you want as well. So if yeah, you exactly. want to increase it a little bit, you can which is mm-hmm. uh, which is really good and it's one of the big benefits that i found because in terms mm-hmm. of i know it's it's i think you have a really good grasp on how to shop as as a vegan i think you have yeah. it down, mm-hmm. down pretty good um just like for example someone someone like myself my wife as well we're still at that point where we're trying to find the the cheaper stuff you know how to do on, on a slight budget you know trying not to pay you know crazy amounts for stuff um but again, it's kind of what you put emphasis on and what you put value on. As for us, yes, we probably do spend a little bit more to eat a little bit better. But again, that's what we value. And especially when we moved from, from Europe back to the US as well, with the US and how how, how their food is, sometimes yeah. it can be a little bit questionable what, what's in it. So you do need to be careful what you buy. And that was a decision we made that we were going to obviously spend that little bit extra just to get a little yeah. bit higher quality stuff. And again, that comes down to what you value and if you, if you value that highly, because again, it's looking after your health. If you don't look after your health, then yes, you might be saving money now on foods, but then in the future, what happens to all the health bills? Then you're left to all those. Yeah, exactly. So it's, it's you know, that's the priority really, to be honest. And then Henry, just with um, supplements, uh, do you supplement at all? Well, like the number one thing that, the kind of vast majority or whatever on a vegan diet is usually saying you need to supplement B12 because B12 is, you're usually getting that from meat just because, you know, that's really the only source of B12 and it's a, you know, it's an important vitamin for you. And so that is really the, the most consistent supplement I'm taking. I just take B12 and then, and then vitamin D as well. But that's more if I'm not like, I think it's, if you're not outside the sun for at least like 30 minutes a day, you should probably be supplementing B, vitamin B D. But other than that, I, the only thing I'd take is is protein powder, a vegan protein powder. So that's either like a pea, pea protein or soy protein, and as well as I take creatine monohydrate as well. But those are literally the only supplements I take. And at the end of the day, like I've I got blood work before I went vegan, and then I'm actually gonna go get blood work now after being vegan for over a year, just to kind of compare it in terms of all, you know, cause you can see your, you know, micronutrients, what you're hitting kind of thing, but through, cause I use the, my fitness pal and I have the, you know, the, the plus version where, so it gives you your micronutrients ba- breakdown of all the, you know, stuff you're taking. And yeah, like there, I'm, I'm, I'm hitting all my numbers that I need to be hitting at the end of the day in terms of micronutrients, like my macro is the more I'm the one I'm more concerned about that I'm like paying more close attention to, but if I'm just eating my normal kind of vegan diet, and if I go check my micronutrients, I'm well over 100% of basically everything that is important to, you know, <laughs> the usual day-to-day stuff. So, at, like, I think that is a bit of an, another misconception within, you know, of getting your own, getting the most, getting protein in as well as, oh, yeah, you're not going to get your iron, you're not going to get magnesium. But there's, like, 
you know, the deep leafy greens, like all, you know, like spinach, I eat a ton of spinach, like all, you know, so there's, if, if you're just kind of hitting all the kind of rainbow of colors throughout your fruit and veg throughout the day, you're going to get your micronutrients in like, and, and I can literally guarantee like it's, it's nothing crazy in terms of what you need to be doing to hit your micronutrients and B12. Yeah. It's just a, an easy little thing to take daily or every every few days for when you're on a vegan diet and in terms of i know you mentioned that you use uh, vegan protein powders are mm. there any ones in particular um that you'd recommend um not like the and that's one thing that is expensive is vegan protein powder in general but um my protein like the the website my protein when i was in austria it was really good and i know it they have it like all over europe as well as canada u.s and they always have unreal deals for vegan protein in general and so and their soy protein was like some of the best like tasting as well like flavor wise like they had you know chocolate salted caramel that was unreal like so that's probably be my biggest recommendation for kind of the the where you could probably get it wherever you're at really is my protein and so that's a that's a good one and then but as far as other like most 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 companies usually have a vegan protein option now but they are usually more expensive so if you can find deals on that, then yeah, go for that. But my protein I, I found is usually the cheapest. Yeah. I've found it pretty cheap as well. Because they always have such, such great deals on the website as yeah, well. Yeah, and, yeah. and there's no affiliate type uh, stuff here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anything like yeah, that. Yeah. But uh, it's just from personal use. Um, I definitely noticed it is good. And again, it's cheap mm-hmm. as well because with vegan yeah. proteins, they can get pretty expensive. Yeah. Um, whereas mm-hmm. with that, it, it's quite cheap to get it. And what I find as well, sometimes it doesn't always mix with vegan proteins yeah. in general. Mm-hmm. They don't always mix the best just in shakers as well. So if you yeah, just mix yeah. it water, but if you mix it, like I know you do as well with the oats or if you make mm-hmm. a smoothie with it, things like that, yeah. it can make it a lot, uh, a lot yeah. better. Because I think if you just drink it straight from a shaker, it, it, there's not the best texture, yeah. I think. To, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's probably mm-hmm. the... I think and and if you're if you're looking for like the best pro, uh texture like soy protein is going to be the best like mixing pea protein is the one that kind of gets like chalky like mm. it's a bit like a little bit suspect kind of thing but at the end of the day I'm, I'm not picky at all in terms of my protein like powders and stuff but yeah if you're if you're looking for a good like mixability and if you really needed to just do it in a shaker like soy protein is always going to be your best friend for that definitely definitely and then just with um I suppose to touch on the point that every every person is different, really. So a vegan mm-hmm. diet isn't for everyone. Because I know just when I was reading up a little bit on it before we came on, just uh, the performance nutrition he deals with our Premier League uh, clubs, Ed Tooley. So he works with Arsenal, um, and he said that he obviously he's had some players who have gone vegan and have seen the benefits of it. But then he's had other players as well who've gone on it for a couple of weeks. And like you mentioned at the very beginning with the fiber intake, that can cause mm-hmm. a certain amount of bloating. And even mm-hmm. he mentioned as well, just that certain players actually noticed a, a loss of energy uh, when they went mm-hmm. on a vegan diet. And I think that's important to realize as well. There's no yeah. there's no one best diet and i think everyone is always trying to find that best diet but everyone is different and everyone has different requirements and everyone's body will will react differently to what they eat and what might work for you might not work for me and for anyone else and that's the thing so like i mentioned earlier as well for me i like to go a little bit more plant-based but i don't think i'm at a point where i could go completely Mm plant-based because i would feel that I, i would suffer that little lack of energy and and it's not to say that i wouldn't have 
do it in the future or try it in the future oh, yeah. but just at the moment i find that works best for me just that mix of of plant-based even a little more mediterranean diet type thing um, but obviously mm-hmm. for you you've seen the benefits and it works for your body and and what you do so i think for anyone listening out there it's not the whole point of this podcast wasn't that you have to go vegan or this is the, you know, this, is yeah, the, this, is the, this is the best diet that there is it was just to make people aware of the different diets that are out there mm. and you are an example of someone who is vegan and has seen the benefits of it um so i think it was just important to get get your story out there um just with uh, with veganism and i think the important thing as well like you are someone who eats a lot of calories with your Instagram. Mm-hmm. Like see like over 4,000 calories a day, your meat and your protein requirements, 230 plus. So like mm-hmm. that's important. It can be done just because you're vegan. It doesn't mean that you have to sacrifice calories or sacrifice macronutrients. You can still get all that in on a, on a vegan diet. Um, but yeah. just for anyone out there who might be interested in uh, going vegan or at least experimenting with, uh, with a vegan diet, how would you suggest that they, they start doing it? Do you have any, when you started first, did you have any yeah. tips for anyone out there? Yeah. Yeah. Like, like you said, like, I just want to reiterate the fact, like, yeah, it, I'm not coming on here to try and promote, Oh, you need to be vegan. Like, you, like it's, I'm just saying what's worked for me. And I kind of, it's just like training. Like everybody has different body compositions. They'll react differently to different workouts, different trainings, like, you know, different setups or different, you know, doing more cardio or more weight based kind of stuff. And so with diets, it's at the end of the day, I think if, if you kind of paid attention throughout your life, like you'll be able to kind of understand what works for you in terms of what you eat and how you feel like if you feel better on a higher carb diet or lower pro or higher protein or lower fat or higher fat, like it, it all comes down to how you feel and you got to kind of gauge that. And I think that the biggest thing going into any diet is kind of taking baby steps with, with everything in life. Like it doesn't matter what you're doing it's you take baby steps you'll you'll step by step you'll figure out what works for you and so within a vegan diet yeah make change that one meal one meal a week to be in a fully plant-based diet and then okay it's you know pretty easy i'm feeling good okay let me let me up that to two or three times a week go five times a week like just gradually over time because like even even with me if i would have changed that i i would have gone another like two two months of trying you know up in my plant-based more so than just kind of doing the two months and then going fully vegan because yeah i saw that kind of bloating of the high fiber and so i think if i boosted it but like for another month or something it, it probably would have been a better gradual change for me and so yeah with anybody like my best advice was just would just be to take baby steps to you know change that one meal two meal three meal like just over you know months two months do different recipes figure out what you like and have an idea of what you like in general before going into ha- into it and make those recipes vegan and see if you like them or, you know, all that kind of stuff. And so it's one of those where it can be catered to anybody really at the end of the day, like you can, you can do it however you want it. You just have to kind of be understanding of what you need to be hitting in terms of your macronutrients. If you're an athlete or just day to day, like to maintain your weight, or if you're trying to gain weight, lose weight kind of thing. So it's one of those where it's just, you just kind of have to be mindful of what you're putting into your body, but at the same time, just be gradual in the steps leading up to it. And at the beginning, would you advise using something like MyFitnessPal to track those macros just to make sure that you're hitting each one? Yeah. Like I, I would, if you're an athlete, yeah, I would definitely say that. But if you're like, you know, it's, 
it can be a bit, you know, a mental thing. Like a lot of people can fall into the whole kind of eating disorder of only trying to hit your new macronutrients, like not enjoying food. So I, I would really kind of be, be if like be you know cautious of that but at the same time if you if you're trying to do it for athletic benefits or within your sport or anything like at the end of the day you're gonna have to track your macros if you really want to be elite at the end of the day of putting everything you need to put into your body to be performing at your highest level so i I would recommend that but maybe be a bit you know just do it you know small steps like i said with that as well yeah i fully agree but fully agree yeah but at the at the same time, okay, I'm I'm a relatively big guy. Like I'm six five, two hundred, two hundred pounds, like not ninety, ninety two kilos. And so my basal metabolic rate is around twenty four hundred calories. And so I'm burning twenty four hundred calories if I'm not doing anything in the day. And so with me training two, three times a day, that's why I'm taking in such a huge, uh, or what most people would say, a lot of calories. And that's why I'm taking in around 200 grams of protein a day and so but it all depends on your body composition at the end of the day of what you need to be putting in your body to fuel fuel your day basically and so with me luckily i was able to kind of get a lot of different testing in terms of like bot pod all that you know those things throughout college and playing professionally now i've been able to kind of get that baseline data so it gives me a better idea of okay how many calories i need in a day or whatnot but for the average person it's more of kind of just watching the scale, like check it, hop, hopping on a scale here and there. If you're gaining weight, okay, then drop your calories a few hundred calories a day. Just don't make any like huge changes or like because diet is is a long term thing, not a short term thing. If you if you you know cut your calories like crazy, you're gonna burn out and just have that binge at the end of it or something, you know. So it's one of those where you it's just a gradual thing where you want to try and slowly get into it or you know whatnot. So it's one of those things where it's just you want to you want to work towards what you're trying to you know get out of it really that's exactly it because it is a long-term thing and i think with dieting it is a long-term thing and i think depending on your situation so for example with footballers depending on if you're a during season out of season pre-season mm-hmm. yes those macros will change a little bit and the calorie intake will change mm-hmm. but i think for the average person I think it definitely is. You need to be thinking in the long term. And when it comes down to tracking your food, I think you made a great point that it can be associated with eating disorders and that can become a problem. So definitely, I, I never advise kind of tracking your food in the long term. I think it's great to do in the short term just to get an idea of, of yeah. the things you eat day to day, just what, what they actually entail in terms of calories and macronutrients. Because I think a lot of people have a massive miscalculation about what something is until they actually yeah. start tracking it. But if you track mm-hmm. it for every so often, even every couple of months, just track for two, three days and uh, mm-hmm. just, you know, you get an idea then you can actually tell because I'm sure you're the same for me i can look at a plate and kind of tell what Mm -hmm. roughly the calories are and what macronutrients are in there just because i have tracked in the past and i think Mm -hmm. it's a great thing to do but certainly long term you don't want to be tracking every day obsessive with i think it's a dangerous uh, path to go down um yeah yeah, definitely i think you hit on some great points there and you know uh, for anyone that is looking to try um a vegan diet i think there's definitely benefits to it and just try it and see and if it doesn't work for you then stop it's as simple as that just listen to your body and i think that's the main thing just to listen to your body see what you eat and how, how it makes you feel and how it makes you feel even in the few hours after when you go to train see what kind of energy levels you have and if something is working for you keep doing it and if it's not working for you then just make an adjustment and i think that's the, the simple thing when it comes to, to to a diet and what one 
you choose to, to follow, if any. And I think for you, obviously, the vegan diet works for you and it's uh, been, been very beneficial for you. You've noticed the benefits. So it is something that footballers could could explore. And I think there could be a lot of benefits to it. And I mean, if, if it works for your body, then and that's, that's the main thing. Everyone is different and everyone has uh, different yeah. requirements. 100%. Yeah, I think that's the biggest the biggest takeaway is everybody's different. You just have to kind of figure out what works for you at the end of the day. Exactly, exactly. But uh, Henrik, I massively appreciate you coming on. I think this is something that, uh, you know, is, is going to be so beneficial to people out there. And I think mm. a, a lot of people are so interested in it because like you mentioned, like Netflix documentaries, Game Changers. And although that's, uh, it is very exaggerated and it is, um, I think they're very, I suppose, bias, how, yeah, how, yeah. Bias, yeah, that's the best way yeah, to put it. Yeah. Kind of just one mm. way of thinking rather than kind of mm. seeing everything from, from different points of view. Um, yeah, so yeah. it is a little bit on the extreme side, but they do make mm. some valid points. And I think because mm. of documentaries like that, I think it has uh, just stirred that interest in, in veganism. Yeah. So I think it's been great to get you on and just get your perspective about it and just see how you live day to day and how how you live so, so well with it and how you see so many benefits mm. from it. It's not as if you're there just you know, eat, eating green, green vegetables yeah, all, all day, yeah. every day and, and, you yeah. know, losing muscle and whatnot. A lot of concerns mm-hmm. that people have is that they will lose muscle and, and all that. So I think you, you've certainly, uh, you know, squashed those concerns uh, just by, by uh, telling us your, your story here today. Um, so thanks to Henry for coming on. And like I said, you're always open to Instagram DMs as well. I know just yeah. if anyone has any questions. Um, so I'll link it in the description below as well. If anyone has any questions, but I know you're very happy to help. And um, again, you're very passionate about kind of being, you know, the, the diet that you have and the, the fitness regime yeah. that you follow. So if anyone has any questions, uh, definitely feel free to, uh, to reach out to you. But Henry, thanks a lot for uh, taking the time. No, I appreciate it. Always a, always a good time coming on here. Cheers. Thank you. Thank you all very much for listening. And like I said, as always, if you have any questions, feel free to contact me by email, aidenet90minutesfitness.com or send me a DM on Instagram as I'm always happy to help. If you found value in today's episode, please like, share and follow. Thanks again for listening and speak to you all again soon.